0: Nine the hog presents another bob and brian podcast this bob and brian on demand is brought to you by marcus theaters there's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one find out what marcus theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at marcus Theaters.com. time to talk music news are you happier than shaka khan this morning gary <laughs> i could i could be you know that news i guess i don't she is very upset that Rolling Stone's ranking
1: of, was it, best? Well, yeah, top 200 singers of all time. They put her at uh, 29.
2: I did see see that a couple weeks ago.
1: She's uh, pushing back on that and called the uh, folks at uh, Rolling Stone blind bitches, deaf, emmer effers, and (laughs) children of Helen Keller.
2: All right, well, they've been called worse. Yeah. You know, those lists, I mean, this is why those, these lists exist, is to, uh, is to get, you know, jaws flapping and tongues wagging and, and people paying attention. But since
1: I uh, read the story, I've been looking for Rolling Stone uh, moving her up in the rankings, but I haven't seen oh, that's that not either. Gonna ha- that won't yeah. happen.
0: Well, she did move up in the rankings of people who are unhappy with Rolling Stone to number four. Well, sure. So she moved sure.
1: up on that list.
2: And but... I, actually, I actually thought that ranking was for her was, over, was actually overrated. Oh, man, don't that say poll. that
0: too loud. What do you
2: want? Were <laughs> oh. you crazy? I mean, she- she's good. You know she's good, but I'm not sure I even put her in the top fifty.
1: Wow, she (laughs) She doesn't live in Detroit, does she, or or the Pittsburgh area?
0: Is Aretha number one? Should she be? Should Aretha be number one?
2: Yeah, I mean I think you can certainly make the case for that.
0: All right, Uh, can uh, can Chaka Khan sing better than Ann Margaret?
2: I will find out in in uh, mid-April because Ann Margaret, and yes, that Ann Margaret, is releasing a new album. It's her first in in a great many years, and uh, it is called Born to be Wild, and it features Anne margaret doing a lot of, you know, kind of music, you know, rock covers, rock and pop covers. The first track she put out is the Everly Brothers' Bye-Bye Love, and that features Pete Townsend of The Who on it, as well as T.G. Shepard, the country singer. She's got Joe Perry from Aerosmith on Rock Around the Clock, um, St- Steve Cropper from Booker T and the MGs on Son of a Preacher Man, Paul Schaefer on The Great Pretender. And I guess there's a, there's a collaboration with her, Pat Boone and Rick Wakeman from Yes.
0: She comes from a musical background. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: She sang in Bye Bye Birdie
0: very yeah, early on.
1: Yeah. And, and I remember an episode of the Flintstones and with Mar- Ann Margrock and Margrock, yes, singing away. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, no. She she has music in her background. We just haven't heard anything from her in a long, long time. In in any you know not, acting or music. Not
0: trying to be rude here, Gary, but why would anybody care about an Anne Margaret album?
2: Because she's Anne Margaret. Okay. Cause it's got Pete Townsend and Joe Perry on it, and it's Anne Margaret with all these rock guys. You know, it's kind of like you—you you would say, "Why? Why do we care about a William Shatner album?" Well, <laughs> he does—he does very interesting albums. We
0: just had William Shatner on yesterday. I saw that. I He's coming to town. He's great. Yeah, He's
2: so so great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next time we have mom, we'll give you a call. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: no, his albums have been really interesting. I All don't know if right. we yeah. call them good, but.
1: He knows people will buy them just because it's William it's Shatner. William
2: Shatner, yeah. Sure. And
1: and then the weirder the song he's doing, you know, the better. Is he exactly. a, Is he an American
0: treasure? He's ninety-one. He's still he's out there. Oh, he's Canadian. Well, he North American treasure. He does live in
2: America, yeah. but he, he's Canadian by birth. Glad I didn't right. say that
0: to him yesterday. Wow, <laughs> it went. It <laughs> no, went. he would
2: he would accept being a, a an American treasure. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ann-Margaret wants to sing. She is, uh, we typically know her as an actress, and now James Hetfield, who we know for singing, wants to be in the movies.
2: Yeah, and he's been in some stuff before, but James Hetfield, the front man of Metallica, is set to star in this upcoming dark western thriller called The Thicket. It's based on a novel of the same name. It's being produced by Peter Dinkage, who also stars in it. Uh, He's the character Shorty, who is a bounty hunter in the Old West. And James Hetfield is one of one of his crew. So you know, this, it's not Hetfield's first, you know, first turn on screen. I think it's his his most involved role yet. And, and you know, I bet he's pretty good. You know, these lead these guys do music videos. You know, they have to be front men in concerts. You know, in front of thousands and thousands of people. So so I bet I bet he does all right.
1: Is this going to be a real western? Are they going to? Like uh make it like wild wild west with all kinds of complicated machinery or uh cowboys versus aliens with, you know,
2: aliens. I don't think so. That's not what that's not what I'm reading into it here. Okay. Even though obviously Peter Dinkage comes from the the fantasy world. Yeah. He comes from a lot of worlds actually. I mean.
0: He's fun. Peter, he's all right. He was in yeah, Elf. Yeah. He was in Game of Thrones. He shows up and stuff. He's in 30, 30 Rock. Yeah, he's 30 Rock. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's, he's a good
2: actor.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a very good actor. I used to be able to name two of the dudes in Extreme. Nino Bentoncourt was one, right? right. Uh huh. Who am I forgetting? Who is You're he?
2: forgetting. Think Van Halen.
0: Yeah, I know, but I can't remember Gary? the dude. Gary Sharone. Gary Sharone. Yeah, now the last time the last yeah. time I saw Extreme, there was a show and we've talked about this before on VH One years ago called Band Reunited. Uh-huh. Where the guy would go out and kind of trick these guys into these interviews and say, Would you be interested in getting back together with the band? And if it all went well, some of them got together, some of them didn't. The the Nino Bentoncourt flipped out. He lost his mind when he found out that he'd been tricked into this little lunch or whatever.
2: Yeah, well, with, with, that's interesting because you figure it was a scripted series. So, and who knows? That whole episode may have been scripted, too. Maybe, yeah. Um, you know, But we are going to get Extreme back. They've announced their first album in 14 years. It's going to be titled six because Captain Obvious, it's their sixth album. <laughs> Come, comes out on June 9th. They just mm-hmm. dropped the first single, Rise. No word on if they're touring or not. You know, Technically, these guys never said they broke up. You know they just stopped working. Uh, right together. technically, yeah and, okay. right. so you know Nuno's been playing with Rihanna. he was part of the Super Bowl halftime show, and I guess a lot of whether Extreme goes out or not this year to play live depends on what Rihanna decides to do.
0: I don't know anybody who ever said one time, "Gosh, I hope Extreme gets back together."
2: I I've heard a couple of okay. people, you know, more in the context of Nuno, you know, because he was he was the star, and Gary Sharon's a fine singer. Uh, you know his his short stint in Van Halen, notwithstanding, he's a good singer and certainly was the singer, the singer in extreme. So yeah, I think I think they would they'll do well in small venues or or get him get him on a support slot. You know, let him open for somebody good.
0: You know, I'm a sucker for documentaries, Gary. You are. And we got another one.
2: Well, we got a we got a couple of good okay. ones coming out, but we're talking about the blood, sweat, and tears.
0: I will watch it. I'm not a fan of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but I will still watch it.
2: Yeah, this is called What the Hell Happened to Blood, Sweat, and Tears. <laughs> It'll be what? out at the end of the month, but it's not exactly what you think. This is a documentary about they got what they contend was blackmailed by the government into going and playing some outreach shows in, in the Soviet Union behind the Iron Curtain during their heyday.
1: Blackmailed by the yeah, government. Yeah, because
2: they were apparently—I haven't seen the whole film yet, but—but but they were apparently, you know, under government watch, under surveillance, and they had mm. some sort of goods on these guys. And they basically said, "Look, you could go to jail, or you could go play uh, behind the the Iron Curtain."
0: So they wanted to go play behind the Iron Curtain to what? Build goodwill or spy yeah, on the I mean, Russians?
2: Or, you know, I think I think all of the above. So uh, this is a documentary about that. It's really an untold story, and you know the band cooperated with it. You know, all a lot of the band guys are, are are in the movie talking about it. How old are
0: these guys now?
2: They're all in their you know 70s. Some in their 80s. Right. Uh, You know, Bobby Colomby, the drummer, did the score for it. So it should be a very very interesting film.
0: Where's it going to be? Netflix, Hulu? It's
2: going to be in theaters. And really, the theaters. theaters, Uh, although. Is this a documentary or
0: docudrama?
2: I oh no, it's a documentary.
0: Okay,
1: all
2: right. Yeah, no, I think I'm. I'm really excited. I'm supposed to get a screener any day now, and I'm really excited to, you know, to see what it's about because they were, you know, they were a very important band for for quite a while. You know, we tend to forget about them because they kind of went went out on the cabaret circuit. After a while. Why, they were, they, really,
0: why were they important? Why well, was, they,
2: were, they were one of the first uh, brass rock bands. You know, they, they predated Chicago by a minute. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, and they were, they, and the, the very beginnings of the band, you know, they were founded and put together by Al Cooper, not to be confused with Alice Cooper, <laughs> Right. but, <laughs> uh, but by, Al, by Al Cooper and very adventurous, very experimental, you know stuff like spinning wheel kind of became middle of the road but at the time it was groundbreaking and they were they were one of the few, certainly one of the few bands during their heyday that you and your parents could both listen to and I, say, and think were <laughs> not cool.
0: my parents yeah i i honestly gary they were around when i was <laughs> single digits 8 9 years old yeah me too
2: i me too but i remember i, I remember hated my mother Really,
0: blood, sweat, and tears. Okay. You make me so. No, I remember. Uh, yeah, that was that
2: was a little overwrought. I mean, I, I'm a fan of that first album they did, the one with the one with Al Cooper. That's to me. If I, if anyone said, "What do I need to hear from Blood, Sweat, and Tears?" Go with, go listen to that one because that's one of the great albums of all time. Period. <laughs> I,
1: I think my brother was playing "Get It On" in the uh, in his room, and my. <laughs> <laughs> Mother told my father to go down there and make him turn that crap off. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure that happened. I, I, I Is that a band it. thing
0: that he was working on at home? No, he's just listening to it. Oh, he's drums. just listening to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh Zeppelin's got a documentary too.
2: Eventually. So it's been premiered. It was co- it was called uh, Being Led Zeppelin or yeah, Be- uh, becoming Led Zeppelin. And it was shown in 2021 at the Venice Film Festival and then kind of disappeared. And then so we we just got word recently that it's been renamed and it's just going to be called Led Zeppelin. And it's been re-edited because even though it was a big deal, when it premiered in Venice and Jimmy Page showed up and everything, the reviews weren't great. And, you know, they felt like it needed to be edited, trimmed. You know, tweaked. So apparently, that's happened, and then they're out looking for a buyer now to bring it out into the mass market. So I suspect we'll see it this year. I mean, certainly a streaming service, if not in theaters, or or some combination of both.
1: And none of the uh, buyers this is going to be pitched to are going to say this is just that movie that was out two years ago.
2: I mean, well, you yeah. know, some, some well, you know, because they, they'll they'll crunch the numbers and decide if. If they feel like they can make money on it or not, you know, it's, right. it, it's a, you know, I'm sure it's commanding a high dollar value at least initially.
0: All right, let's talk about Wayne Shorter. Yeah, everybody's you know, going. He, a lot of people are going to go. Who's Wayne Shorter?
2: But you know, very important uh, musician, saxophone player, composer, editor, mostly in the world of jazz. But as important to his instrument as like Jimi Hendrix and Jeff Beck were to the guitar. I mean, he was one of our He's truly an American treasure, a master, and for our purposes, he's a guy who, you know, most of his work was done, like I said, in the jazz world. He was part of Miles Davis' second quintet, the one that made Mitch's Brew, Herbie Hancock, he co-founded Weather Report, so very important in that realm. But in the rock and pop world, worked with Joni Mitchell extensively, Steely Dan on Asia, Don Henley, The Rolling Stones, I've recorded a couple albums with Santana.
0: I can only think of one thing that he would have worked on with Don Henley, and that's the one song that he did for Leaving Las Vegas, Come Rain or Come Shine. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. I
2: got it. I Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. And you can't even find Don Henley's version of that anywhere.
2: If no, I mean, I, I don't even think it's streaming anywhere. You might be able to find it on YouTube somewhere.
0: Yeah. If uh, you
2: did that. But yeah, no, Wayne, this is, this is a very important loss. Uh, and it's hard to over it's hard overstate what a great musician he is, or how important he was to to American music in general, and certainly to jazz.
0: Did he play with Sting
2: at all? No. Was that no, on the Branford, list? Branford Marsalis was Sting's jazz guy.
0: Okay, um, I was going to say Sting would have loved this guy.
2: Oh no, yeah, he did. I mean, without a doubt. You know, Sting was among the the many people posting tributes to him yesterday. You know, when the when the news came out, and certainly. You, you won't talk to a saxophone player working today in any genre who won't tell you that they they listened to and tried to take a great deal from Wayne Shorter.
0: Is uh, Ozzy being inspired by Kiss right now, do you think? Because Kiss announced I, their, their final tour, right?
2: Yeah, Ozzy's just being Ozzy here. So, you know, he really is. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, you know, he canceled all his planned tour dates for this year, and basically said, not, not even basically, said, I'm done. Then he goes on his uh, syndicated radio program and says, you know, if I can ever get back to where I can tour again, fine, I'll tour. Right now I can't, but maybe one day I can. You know, I'm not dead yet. I'm not dying. I'm not effing dying, you know, the way Ozzy talks. (laughs) So take that with a grain of salt. You know, Ozzy's Ozzy. His mouth moves quicker than his brain. And this is what he felt like saying today, but I would be very, very, very... Did I say very surprised if we ever see Ozzy touring again? The last I heard was they were looking at doing some sort of virtual thing, so that Ozzy, you know, so that we, you know, Ozzy could promote his latest album. So maybe he will, he will film a performance and put that out either in movie theaters or a streaming service. Maybe they'll turn him into one of these ABBA shows. You know, oh, some hologram like, uh, thing? Like
1: David Bowie uh, is proposing to do, or David, David Bowie news.
2: Two pieces of news on that front. First, David Bowie, they're talking about in in Britain, apparently, a David Bowie version of this ABBA Voyage show in which they – no, this is where they, they actually captured the living members of ABBA. They're still living. All four of them are alive. Okay. They motion captured them and morphed it with – Footage of what they looked like back in the 70s. So what you see is basically a hologram prode- projection of the young Abba, hmm. and now they're talking about doing that with David Bowie and, and with a live band. That's that's what they do with this Abba show. There's a live band playing and the holograms of the singers are performing, and they mix the two together. Uh, you know, I think it it could work. Do you have to have Bowie. special could,
1: seats or special glasses to see these no,
2: holograms, or you just no no, they just—they're weird. Yeah. But at least the ones I've seen, and I have not seen the Abba one. Uh, but the ones I—I you know, saw the Roy Orbison, and that was weird. Okay. You know, especially as, as he emerges from the stage yonder, you know, like up from the stage, um, very, very strange and opaque enough that you can see—you could see like the violin player behind him through <laughs> through the hologram. So it was—it's you know a little a little weird. But they may try it with Bowie, and certainly that's something you could do with Abi, Aba, with Ozzy. The Abba show, by the way, Ozzy'd be, be mad
0: be, if you did it because he's still alive.
2: He's still alive. He would tell right? you that's for
0: dead people.
2: And he, <laughs> yeah, and he'd be right. Um, the that this Abba Voyage show, meanwhile, looks like it's going to go on tour. You know, it's currently in London uh, through January of 2024. But they now may, according to the president of the chairman of the Universal Music Group, they may be taking this out on the road to what he calls targeted cities. But believe me, if it sells tickets, it'll be everywhere they can book it.
1: Maybe King Charles could get a hologram to play.
2: They're certainly not getting uh, musicians. No. You know, last year we said, uh, uh, how does she pronounce it? It's a Dale. A Dale, yes. Okay, a Dale and Ed Sheeran. Turned down invitations to play, and now we hear that the Spice Girls, are friends, who, despite having put out there that yeah, we'd love to play the coronation, yeah, have they apparently would, turned it, it down, they would saying be, there yeah. wasn't there wasn't enough time to prepare. Oh, you know, I don't know.
1: Not months. enough time to prepare. Yeah, people have been clamoring for this uh, this concert I, forever. You know,
2: I mean, come on. Do you have does it take that long to relearn how to lip sync? Right. You know, So that was a surprise. You know, they do have a couple of a couple of acts. Uh, Lionel Richie apparently is going to go over to play it, but it's it's apparently nowhere near what Charles had on. Excuse me, King Charles had on his list, or what they were hoping to. It's not going to be anything like the Queen Elizabeth jubilees that we saw over over the past couple of decades.
1: Don't they want some? You know, dyed in the wool, Union Jack, British. Band right to headline that somehow or another. Ginger Spice had
0: the outfit that would have been perfect. It, would, for have been, it yeah. would have
2: been perfect. So you know, I don't know. Maybe you call up Tom Jones. You know, Gary Glitter's out of prison. Uh, well, what about Def
0: Leppard? They were big into the Union Jack.
2: They were. I don't know. You know, there are a lot of a lot of people, in, a lot of artists. You know, are on the non-monarch. They're not mon. They're non-monarchists. Yeah. In the UK, and so you know, it was one thing Queen Elizabeth was somebody they were born and raised with. So it was part of their lives, and I, I think there are a, a number of artists in Britain who are looking at it now and, like, okay, you know, maybe it's time for the monarchy to go away.
0: You know, Gene and Gene uh, and Paul were just here a month or two ago here in Milwaukee announcing their restaurant that's going to be a Powwowatamy, right? The casino, uh, and now they've announced their their last tour. They say it's over. I don't believe it. Do you?
2: I, you know, I think this is going to be a harder one to come back from than their last farewell tour because they've <laughs> spent the better, you know, the better part of four years on the road You know, with this, this farewell tour. And they did just announce this week the, the last leg of it in North America during the, uh, the late fall. They're going to start October 29th in Austin, Texas, and play a selection of cities before they finish up uh what are those dates? It's uh, December 1st and 2nd at Madison Square Garden in New York where the band was formed. Uh, everybody's hoping that a Sandor Peter uh, will be part of those shows, but the Kiss guys aren't saying it yet. Closest it gets to Milwaukee is going to be at the Rosemont, the Allstate Arena, in Rosemont, suburban Chicago on November 27th.
0: Now the coolest thing about this tour is, their last show is at Madison Square Garden. They're going to wrap it up there, which Gene says is 10 blocks from where they started.
1: In I New guess,
2: York. you know, I always thought they they started in Queens. So that would be maybe, funny. maybe their first maybe their first gig wasn't far from Madison Square Garden.
0: And we'll never get the truth out of Gene because he'll just give you the best story all we'll the get, time, yeah, right? We'll
2: get, we'll get good stories. All right, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Which is that's fine. The best story or the truth?
0: Because he's in showbiz and exactly. that's what he does. I'll and give he you. Is. Right, you want a show? I'll give you a show. Gene doesn't disappoint.
2: Oh no! and his latest showbiz caper is he is going. He is in, inviting. He's giving fans the opportunity to sing background with him on a song he's going to record this spring at Abbey Road Studios in London. For a mere six thousand dollars, you can attend the session, hang out with Gene, sing on the song, and also walk away with a piece of genuine Kiss memorabilia that he'll sign.
1: Oh, you don't win it; you you buy oh, it. You
2: get it. You buy it. You All buy right. this
0: for how much? For six thousand dollars. Well, there's going to be tons of guys that are. There's going to be tons of people willing to pay six thousand dollars. There will be.
2: I think there will there's be. There will be there'll thousands. There will be tons of people just in the UK. Yeah. We'll cool so, do it. But, you know, if you, if you feel like paying that 6000 and then whatever it's going to cost you to fly over, wow. hotel, you know, but you can have, you can have a truly up-close-and-personal Gene Simmons experience.
0: <laughs> there will be no shortage.
1: So he's not picking up the tab for anything at all, right? Okay. okay.
0: No. Will, the, will this KISS tour, will the audience be filled with weeping old men? In their kiss T-shirts, you know, guys who love the band grow yeah, up with they're, them. They're, like
2: their makeup will be running, for, yeah, for like an tears. episode of
1: Mass Singer. I, I,
2: I suspect, I suspect there's some emotion. I, I have I, to the last time they were through here, and and I went to see them, thinking it was the last one. I didn't necessarily tear up or choke up, but I did walk away saying, you know, wow, that. Wow, it's the last time, we, maybe. Yeah. We have
0: very good friends who love Kiss as much now as they did when they were 15 years old. Well,
2: yeah, they made that kind of connection. They're oh, yeah. a band that made that kind of connection. They're we a know special.
0: a dude who still has his Kiss Army card you know, huh? that he sent away for. <laughs>
2: Sure. <laughs> I'd keep I would have kept that if I had one of those. I'd I'd hang on to it.
0: So yeah. There's and you know, they still collect the figures and the posters and the T shirts
2: and Yeah, no, they're a band that means a lot to a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, a genuine, I know. A, a I know. Genuine lot. But good for them. you know. If they I hope I really hope this is it because they said it was it and don't <laughs> you know, but but this is a band that has managed to maintain a very strong what. Le- a legacy and a high credibility, despite <laughs> despite everything, I just, you know, including a fair share of bogus farewell tours.
1: Well, you know, even if they don't perform as Kiss together again, I just don't see them not working. They are they're, old they're though, just somehow saying, or just, another.
2: And they're just saying not touring. You know, yeah. they can they yeah. can go do if Lollapalooza wants them, they can go do it. Maybe you'll All see right. Gene
0: or Paul flipping burgers down at Pottawatomie one day. Something uh, keep busy. Yeah. Yeah. Just Baby. Do this, keep, keep busy that way. Yeah, pop in and out. All right, Gary, we're out of time.
2: All right, you guys have a great weekend. All
0: right, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Gary Graff, our music expert. You get him on Fridays.